when it's the most painful and you allow yourself to be open, that's when true change will come in. If someone just wants it to want it, I'm interested, perhaps I'll do it. If there's not enough pain, I don't think someone's ready. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Marco Kozlowski and I'm here with Francesco Galluccio. Just got off a boat. Clearly. Not from Italy, <laughs> but from cruising the Bahamas. And we're also joined with Gabriella Hello. who is the man, the myth, and the legend. And this is Big Fat Real Estate Checks, as I said two seconds ago, in case you have a memory lapse just like I just had, where we're all about delivering as much value as possible to help you generate passive income using skills and not money. And if you do what is supposed to be done and put in the effort that needs to be done, you will enjoy passive income for the rest of your days and pass that on for generations, which is what this is all about. Of course, like us, love us, share us, and subscribe And as well. If you have not heard the first 10 episodes where we go into asset-based lending, which is how to structure assets and deals, how to actually create opportunities for yourself, create the deals, because good deals are created, they're not just found. Although some are here and there but if you follow process you'll have a much greater chance of success of course and today we are going to be talking about success and some questions that have come in which we always welcome if you have any questions on topics or want us to do something on a topic we'd be delighted to play with it and uh, shoot a podcast with it just like we have in the past so today we're going to be discussing can anyone do this it's a very good question can anyone do this can anyone buy assets using none of their own money can anyone do this at all and it's the wrong question i think the right question is will everyone do this so just because you take a class or digest some information or really know exactly what to do there's of course things that must be done in order to accomplish results and uh, yeah so that's what we're going to noodle around today let's start with gabe who's my compadre in the pink shirt That's department. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing uh, Frank's not wearing that because with that tan, that would have been a major contrast. You wear the pink shirt. I like the pink shirt. Yeah. So I guess you're right. It's the wrong question because can everyone do this? I'd say the answer would be yes. But will everyone do this? My opinion, a clear no. Taking lessons, classes, coaching, whatever it is, it's just the same as attending school. Everyone or a lot of people have to attend school. I think it's actually mandatory up until you're 16. Doesn't mean anybody does anything with the information that they get in school. So it's something that you really have to want to do in order to do it. So I think my answer is no to will everyone do it? I guess that's okay as well, right? If it's not something you want to do, then you shouldn't be doing it. But if you really want to change your life and you feel that real estate is the vehicle and you're committed to it and commitment isn't just, yes, I'm going to do it. It's you take the time that you need, you put that aside and you focus on that continuously because it is a process. Repetition is what's going to render perfection, just like anything else you do in life. Then at that point, you'll be able to accomplish what it is that you want in this field. But definitely no to will everyone do this. Totally agree. You got to have, listen, in the end, with anything you do in life, you got to have desire and deep desire to even do it. I use the metaphor of going to school. Everyone does the motions. You go to school. It's like reading a book. When you read a book and you're not reading into the book, you read that page and you're like, what the fuck did I just read? And you have to read it again. Yeah, you read the book, but you don't understand it. You then apply, I guess, the knowledge to it. So 
same thing. If you don't have the desire and the passion to do it, then it's not going to work even if you do digest the information and the knowledge and maybe even implement a few of them and you're like, oh, it's not really working. You got to have that that fire under you to make it happen. And if you don't, sadly, because what's going to happen, people are starting to point fingers at others and say, well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? And it doesn't work because the knowledge is not incorrect. I mean, the knowledge is correct, but you're not applying it correctly or you don't have that drive to apply it correctly. And that's correct because application is not something that people choose to do or not it's what's going to push you to apply something there has to be a reason that you want to do that right and so whatever it is that desire burning desire your why anything you can whatever you want to call it there needs to be something that's going to trigger your taking action part and i understand that for some people taking action is second nature and to other people taking action is a really difficult step because they haven't figured out what it is that they really want whether it's for their life whether it's for their financials or love whatever it is you need to figure out what it is that's going to drive you to take action and but taking action is a necessary step in order to succeed absolutely and what's the quote disciplined work will always outperform talent yeah well hard work beats talent <laughs> i've always said that. it's like you can't out train a bad diet it's the same thing and if you have the discipline to make time because everyone has the same hours in a day to do something and the question really is is are you going to discipline yourself to take action during a very small amount of time to take the actions necessary and enjoy the failures as much as the successes. Frank, not to put vinegar on a wound, but took eight months of doing things wrong before it really clicked. And then he persevered through that. And most would quit after eight months, a year of hitting their head against the wall. And I was there to help him. And just because I tell him something doesn't necessarily mean he heard it, right? And it's the same thing with me or Gabe or anyone else. We're so focused on what we think we should be doing, we're not necessarily listening to the advice that we're getting, and that's on us. I'm guilty of the same thing constantly. You know, just because someone says something to me doesn't mean I really understand it to apply it properly. And if you really want something and are willing to do whatever it takes, there's stories across that are inspirational stories of people that have accomplished amazing things, survived amazing setbacks in their lives. And many have just given up. And those that have really that burning desire to get out and or change or improve are always the ones that are going to do the best. And that could be you. All three of us have persevered through a lot of struggle, a lot of pain. You have to go through the fire, you have to go through the heat, and know that at the end of it, you're going to be successful. There's no doubt about it. As long as you learn the lessons that are being handed over to you every single day and grow from those lessons. Brick by brick, you build the wall. Step by step, you get through the journey. But it is step by step. And mindset has a lot to do with this as well. You have to be in that mindset that you want to be successful that you're going to do this and if you don't then it's going to be difficult I, I go back i used to smoke a lot actually in my teens and even in my 20s and my 30s i quit five years ago not because people could tell you okay quit yeah i'm gonna quit i'm gonna quit i know it's bad for you i know it's bad for you i'm gonna quit i'm gonna quit it's the mindset that actually kicked in and listen a made-up mind is a very powerful thing and my mind was made up at that point when i decided to quit smoking six years ago now i think it is and it wasn't done through willpower it was done through my mind that i wanted it my desire was so 
great for it that I achieved it. It was a hard. Actually, you know what? People say it was really hard and to hold back. I go, no. And I don't even miss it. Some people, you know, they stand far away from me and my friends and they go, I'll, I'll smoke over here. I go, it doesn't even bother me. Actually, I pity them now and I feel sorry for them. But that's the same thing with this education or anything you do in life, whether you do in real estate or whatever. Like, make up your mind. Are you going to do it? Are you going to change your life? If you are, don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Have that drive. Decide what you're going to do and do it and get some help doing it. And yeah, like Marco mentioned, yeah, I went through eight months of, I wouldn't say hell, but it was frustrating. It was frustrating and it caused a lot of turbulence in my family with my wife too, because we were very committed to doing it. We were just doing the wrong thing for about eight months. We weren't, you know, we had some dots connected, but not all of them. And I don't know if it was a lack of listening or, you know what, maybe it was my ego in there as well that I put in front and I was like, no, let me do it this way. And the results obviously shown that it was the wrong thing to do for eight months. But when we course corrected with Marco there, and I remember you flying out to Toronto just for that, we course corrected and a few months later, we were on a good path. And it's an exciting feeling when you do that. And then your drive becomes even more crystallized. Basically, your why becomes crystallized and you want to do more. And that's what happened. And thankfully, I'm on, still on this journey six years later. That's also because I think the first eight months you weren't as or were not at all coachable. I think you were just doing your own thing, listening, but continuing to do your own thing versus once you listened and again, applied, I guess, what it is that you were asked to do from a coaching perspective, right? It's like if every time you have the puck, your coach keeps saying pass and you're like, well, there's space over there. So I'm just going to hold the puck and keep moving. And you keep doing that. And then one day it clicks. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to pass the puck. And then all of a sudden things start happening where you're moving towards the goal. Being coachable is such an important part of a process, especially one in which you're trying to learn. When you get someone to help you, it's presumably because you've already opened your heart out to saying that I can't do this by myself. So when you're asking for help, you need to be able to go through with it, which is when someone's offering you, whether it's advice, service, when you've asked for it, then the least you can do is be humbled by it and follow that process and see where it takes you because it's probably one that you've never taken, a path that you've never taken before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking for help. No, I believe I was coachable. I just, I put my ego in place where I didn't ask for help when I was going through it and then because I put my ego there, right? So what happened is there was a certain level of pain and desire, but when the pain was at its greatest, an impasse was created and you were ready for the solution in order for you to move forward. I just had an epiphany, just as you guys were talking, that the pain has to be significant enough for you to be open for the impasse solution. And that's when the help actually has value. So the pain has to be great enough. Your life has to be, I hated being at home when I lived at home because my dad was very hard on me. Like cut the grass at four o'clock in the morning. His rules were very strict and I couldn't wait to be able to leave the Who house. cuts the grass like, at your, your four o'clock Your neighbors must morning. have been pissed. <laughs> What are you there with a weed whacker at four o'clock in the morning? No, we had like you know those old fashioned. Oh, okay, that's right. The ones we, you you know, yes, the ones that you push them. Evolution of the two wheels. Yeah, right. I'm glad it wasn't like those. What's on the Russian flag? The scythe, you know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you were being a brother. (laughs) So whatever, it's like there's four doors in the house. You can take them anytime. When you live in my house, they're my rules, right? And. If the TV had to go off because he was reading, the TV had to go off because he was reading. Like, it's very, very, not like now where the kids are watching TV, I'll go do something else, but which, anyway. So he created such a painful environment. He knew that if he did that, 
I would have like he scores me out which in retrospect was really good I didn't have the skills or the understanding of how to do business and I failed in business and I failed in my first marriage I'll take responsibility first wife said I never listened to her I never heard that but there's a lot of skills that need to be acquired through pain and I think I've already shared the story of Mr. Pasqua that was yelling at me. I don't know if we've done this on a podcast, but if we haven't or we have, just go find it or listen to it in the future. It caused such shame and such, I felt such like a shithead for the first time in my life. I knew that it was my fault. It was not anyone else's, but I did this. I took full responsibility of how shitty my life was and I had to change at that point. That was a pivotal moment where I knew I had to work on myself and that's when I was ready. I don't think before that I was ready and just like you weren't, you had to go through eight months of struggle in order to succeed. You had to do that. So I think that's very telling in that when it's the most painful and you allow yourself to be open, that's when true change will come in. If someone just wants it to want it, I'm interested, perhaps I'll do it. If there's not enough pain, I don't think someone's ready. So can anyone do this? If you're enough pain, the answer is yes. I think it's, can anyone do this that has the desire and pain and drive and really pushes through and has a, the work ethic necessary? The answer is absolutely. Because I don't know if talent is not necessarily important. I think it's really drive and listening and application. And it takes the time that it takes to bake the cake. Some do very well very quickly in the same amount of time that Frank did nothing. We have another student that bought a hotel and makes half a million dollars a year, right? So everyone's journey is different and you can't compare yourself to someone else's journey. Just know that if you go on the journey and are willing to do what it takes, then you will do this as long as you're open to change and a lot of self-discovery and letting go of yourself. I think it's really the, the key And the point. most important part in all this is that the answer to can everyone do it the answer is yes so that's you too as long as you're willing to take the next step and do it it is just do it but you got to have again the mindset to do it you got to want it before you start anything and if you don't then sadly you may struggle a lot longer than you wished and just be okay with it not being okay for a long time because all of us are still learning yes we teach but we're always learning and you have to be open to that as well. So hopefully that was very helpful, very insightful. I just had an epiphany. I just learned something that was right in front of me and I'm really glad I learned it actually, which is exactly what we do in our process when a seller is at their height of their pain, at the apex of that pain is when they're most open for help and we create that in every conversation that we have. My whole process is built around that and I cannot believe that I didn't see that and it was right in front of my face the whole time and for both of you i'm very grateful no that was that. good thank you that was good yeah, yeah well I, same analogy when i guess I, I know i remember reading a stat when immigrants come over so when immigrants come over they're likely to become millionaires at least over 50 percent or something like that more millionaires than people that are native to that land only because they have that pain marco that you're talking about they have that pain and the desire where they have to change in order to survive and that's what you're trying to grasp maybe not to that extreme where you're coming off the boat literally with nothing and they come off the boat with nothing no connections no resources no nothing. they have to make it work for their survival and when they do they thrive yeah makes sense that's why people come to this country and suitcase no money and figure it out. No understanding of the culture or language, which I think is the hardest 
because there are cultural cues that if you don't understand or know, then it really creates, it can't create a chasm between good business between people. There's be a lack of trust. And they overcome that through the pain, the struggle, and being open to seeing what's going on and how to really persevere through that. And so can anyone do it? The answer is yes. Will everyone do it? And the answer is fuck no, sadly. And the biggest reason, Gabe, if you had one word to say, why will everyone not do this? Because they're choosing not to. Sorry, it's more than one choice. word. Choice. Yeah, choice, I guess. So it's our destiny to be successful, but it's our choice to fail. Frank? Your mindset. Again, change your mind, change your results, right? So it's all about mindset, in my opinion. Mindset. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and if I had to say it in one word, I should have been thinking about the answer before I asked the question. <laughs> Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Yeah, that's rule number one. That's the scary part. Every uh, time my wife asks me questions, it, I know she already has the answer. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Where were you yesterday at noon? <laughs> I think I was here. Really? <laughs> that's uh, Maybe we'll cut that yeah. out or not. Yeah, I think it's pain if and comfort. If you're too comfortable, if you're okay with where you are, I don't think you'll ever change. You have to be ready for real change, for sure. So with that said, guys, we nailed it, I hope. As a listener, please give us feedback. We always want to hear from you. Of course, subscribe, like us, love us, share us, and appreciate you listening in and investing your valuable time with us. And of course, Gabe, Frank, appreciate you very much. And we'll uh, see you all on the very next podcast. Appreciate you and crush it. And remember to bust your ass and... Go for your dreams, because if you're not pursuing your own dreams, you're most likely working for someone that did. Have a great day. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.